Hello listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Southern Fried Football. We have another great episode for you today, and on today's episode we are going to recap week 7 and look forward to the top matchups and the biggest upsets of week 8. We finish the show with a two-minute drill where we pick one contender and one pretender for this year's college football playoff. You're listening to Southern Fraud Football. Cigar weekend, but we won't hop in there yet. Let's recap last week since we're only doing one episode this week. Uh, we decided to focus our efforts on one great episode this week, and we're going to lightly recap last week. We'll start with the top 25. Um, a few changes. I meant to ask you how you're doing. I didn't mean to jump right in. No, no. We get into it. All right. All right. Top 25. We got a uh, top four remaining the same. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington jumping up two spots, number five, after their win against Oregon. Oklahoma dropping one spot, even though they did not lose. Penn State dropping a spot to seven. Texas at eight. Uh, Oregon at nine. North Carolina at ten. Uh, Alabama stays at 11. Oregon State moves up to 12. Ole Miss, 13. Utah, 14. Notre Dame, 15. Duke, 16. Tennessee up two spots to number 17. USC down eight spots to 18. LSU at 19. Missouri, 20. Louisville 21, Air Force 22, Tulane 23, Iowa 24, and UCLA 25. Any of those uh, tickle your feathers or get you rumbled and upset? Because for an Alabama fan, it pissed me off that they kept us outside the top 10. But like I said in the group chat, you know, anytime they have a chance to kick us while they're down or hold us out, they're going to. Uh, so I know this won't make you happy, but I understand, I think, why they left y'all out. I think part of it was, you know, not necessarily that UNC had a huge win or anything, but Alabama just didn't look impressive in their win. I know they were up early big, but then they let Arkansas come back and what scored three points in the whole second half. So uh wasn't just the best performance from Bama. Uh, however, you know, it was Arkansas. You know, you could say it was a look-ahead game for Tennessee. It was 11 o'clock kickoff. I'm sure, um, yeah, I, I would have done. I wouldn't be surprised with that result or anything. Uh, honestly, I'm more surprised that Tennessee moved up at all after how ugly of a game we played with A and M. If we sat right at 19, still, I, I, you know, I'd just be thankful to be ranked after how ugly that game went. But got the job done, five and one. Third Wednesday in October right now. So I, I, while we were recording, so just blessed for five and one come this week that's all you can ask for a w don't care how they get it done um so i'm, I'm happy that bama got it done i do think they kind of gave up at halftime they started looking ahead getting ready for next week but the only thing that bugs me about the 10 and 11 spot is just we have a a win over a top what where's old miss at top 13 top 15 team and i don't even see miami in the rankings which is unc's best win now I get it. 
it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But after after uh, how we finished that game, I, I mean, I, I get it. All right, so anyway, that's that's the rankings for us. Let's jump into uh, recap some, some of these games that took place in Week 7. Um, we'll just come off the bat real quick. A couple ranked teams got upset by some unranked teams. We'll hit those first. Uh, Kansas lost to Oklahoma State. Did that come as a shock to you, or did you think that Oklahoma played? State won the week before at home against Kansas State uh, on a Friday night? It was their blackout night. They did this at home again against Kansas. So I kind of anticipated it, but then again, Kansas looked really good the week before too, uh, blowing out their opponent. I can't recall who they played, but uh, I mean they had a great. Uh, performance out of their quarterback being in Kansas, 410 yards, five touchdowns, did throw two picks. Uh, I know close to them there, one of their turnovers uh, threw the game away. So, um, nice bounce back by Oklahoma State so far this year, starting out pretty weak, and now they're up to four and two and two and one the conference. Yeah, a, a big turnaround for them. Um, Missouri beat ranked Kentucky this week. Um, however, I. <laughs> However, I thought that that was going to happen. That was my upset for the week, if I, if I recall right. So that didn't come as a shock to me. Yeah, down 14-0 in the first quarter and then went on a 38-7 run. So I think, what was it? It was a blocked punt or something like that? I think so. And that just turned the game on its head. Yeah, it was a fun game to watch. Um, unless you're a Kentucky fan, obviously. Yeah. Um, then Arizona beat Washington State. Did not see it coming. No, Arizona. Not 44-6. to Arizona's been playing some good football, really. I mean, they've competed with, what, USC? Uh, one of these days we'll learn your name, sir, but Fafita, quarterback. Is that the freshman? 342 yards, freshman. Jed Fish, I told you beginning of the season, he's a hot coaching candidate. Yeah, no, you did say that. But, yeah, Arizona's forced their record. I mean, look. Four and three, two and two in Pac-12. It's not bad. Who they have? I guess we'll look at it this week if they yeah. have a game. Um, all right. Let's recap some of the bigger games. Start with Stanford, Colorado. Um, I don't know how many people watch this game. It's so late on Thursday or Friday night. Friday, Friday night, night. Yeah. Um, Colorado jumps out twenty-nine nothing at halftime. It's yeah. looking good for Prime. And then what? They lose 46 43 49 46 46 43 double overtime. I was uh. I actually had it propped up, or I had my phone propped up uh, on my nightstand watching this game, and then I fell asleep. Woke up like four the next morning with the like ads on ESPN going on. Crazy, crazy game. Uh, I, I watched that one wide receiver for Stanford. We'll say Amen or whatever. Thirteen receptions, two hundred ninety-four yards, three touchdowns, uh, including one there in the fourth quarter to. Send it to overtime. He's an absolute beast. He like, he he had that one moss grab on Travis Hunter of all people. So, great game by them. Um, yeah, for sure. Hate to be a Colorado fan in that game. Still hope for Colorado to make a bowl game. You should make a bowl game. Ah, uh, you're getting close now. You got five games left. You're sitting at four and three, and it's just two games though, right? You, you got to get six wins, but well, who's on the schedule? Schedule left pretty difficult. Let me get that pulled up. I know they have Utah, right? At UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State at Utah. Maybe you can get your best chances is probably going to be Arizona at home, and then I don't know. UCLA is going to have a good defense. 
Washington State is going to have a good offense, and you're on the road there. Oregon State is a home game, but they're number 12 in the country. So They needed this win. They yeah, that, that was the one they really needed. All right, let's jump down to Alabama versus Arkansas. As we mentioned earlier, Alabama jumps up, starts off, has a great first half. Miller looks good. Um, I was pleased with the first half. Then the second half rolls around. It looks like we're already looking forward to Tennessee. Play calling ain't there. Defense can't get a stop. Um, but we pull out the W. What was the final score? I don't know. 24-21. 24-21. Win by three. Um, I saw a bunch of LSU fans chirping, <clears throat> talking about, y'all thought y'all were better than us. You only beat them by three. It was like, well, we didn't get scorched by Miami either. Yeah. So um, watch your talk. Can you come to Tuscaloosa later after a bye week? But uh, I don't know. I'm happy we got the W. I ain't got much to say. I'm looking forward to this week already. Um, kind of like they were, I feel like. And it was homecoming, 11 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. It is what it is. The W is all that matters. Yeah. Anytime there's 11 o'clock kickoff at home, it's just <clears throat> never a good time. Uh, that's that's where Trap City comes into play every time. Yeah, for sure. Um, you want to talk us through Texas A&M and Tennessee? Uh, basic quick recap. Ugliest game you'll ever see. Joe Milton, I think, barely had 100 yards. Uh, only scored 13 points on offense. Had a great punt return, 39 yards, uh, where the punt returner, uh, when we punted to A&M, he's the one that downed it inside the one, basically like the one-inch line uh, against or on that drive, uh, which really forced him to end up punting us and then – yeah, you know, special teams. The, it's underrated. We were we were good at two thirds of the game, defense and special teams. Uh, if we somehow could figure out offense again, it would be a really fun team to watch this year. It was a look ahead game. Yeah, we'll say that, but definitely not. Both <laughs> these teams wanted that win bad, and A uh, and M. I think you're going into a bye week. A lot on your mind, Jimbo. Seed as hot as ever. Uh, definitely going to need to pick up some wins, but uh, I was looking ahead at the schedule. I really think he's going to end up 7-5 and five this year. Who do they got left? Uh, teams I think they're going to lose to. I think they're going to lose to Ole Miss, and I think they're going to lose at LSU. South Carolina's winnable game. It's also kind of losable. Uh, Mississippi State, you should win that. Abilene Christian, you should win that. If if they do end up beating South Carolina, they'll go 7-5, and five, though. Okay, it's not, not ideal. Yeah. In Aggieland, but it's what you put yourself to work with now. I don't see. I don't see them beating it, Ole Miss. Yeah, just the fact that you got the greatest recruit class ever, and then bragged about that, and these are the results. Uh, it's just not looking favorable. Yeah. No. Um. You want to talk about Oregon versus Washington? Yeah, game of the day by far. A uh, whole lot of points in this one. Probably should have been a whole lot more points in this one. Seems like both teams uh, found their way inside the red zone, and then uh, both defenses showed up and kept the other from scoring. Both of these teams going for two-point conversions when it really just wasn't necessary. It was also fun to watch in this one. Uh, biggest takeaway, of course, Phoenix at your Hosman front runner. That's your husband front runner right there. Until Washington slips up, uh, he's going to be the guy. Washington, wide receiver room, 
go ahead and say it, best in the country. Um, I don't think Ohio State really makes it a close second um, from their production so far. I don't think they're two. Yeah, I'd probably put Texas above them. Yeah, I'd I'd say so. Um, But, yeah, so uh, great win for Washington there. Great scene after the game, storming the field. Just awesome college football pageantry uh, as you can have it. I don't know why he didn't – Oregon, say he – Dan Lanning. Oregon didn't kick the field goal for halftime. Yeah, uh, a lot of people saying that. Um, typically, I mean, ballsy move, I guess, going yeah. going to win the game. Typically when you do that, when it makes sense to go for it instead of kick it, uh, part of the reasoning for doing that is so if you don't get it, the other opponent has to go you know, 93, 99 yards for a touchdown. Uh, but that really matters when there's time on the clock, and yeah. he did it as time was expiring. So um may have been good for his kicker to see one go through because uh, he missed one at the end there, but it is what it is. I think Oregon's still a top team. Yeah, I think uh, so too. I think that's why you didn't see him drop as far they, as yeah, people I wasn't, would say. I wasn't that upset with yeah. their ring. I didn't think they deserved to. I think these were just um, two really quality teams. And is there a chance they play again in the championship? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know how they were. Yeah, just top two teams. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see both of those play again. Um USC versus Notre Dame. This is one I want to hit on. I'll let you have it. Caleb Williams. I know you're in the group chat with all of us. I'm not <laughs> high on this guy. All right? Yes, he won the Heisman last year, but what has he done with his team that has meant something? And the answer is nothing. He he hasn't won a championship, a conference championship. He hasn't made playoffs. He's not leading his team. Now, granted, he could use some help on defense, but – in this game, the first team he actually played, I say the first team, the first real halfway test in Notre Dame, three interceptions in the first half. That's ridiculous as a quarterback, as a Heisman quarterback. He's overhyped. He's good, but he's overhyped. Um, he's not some fairy tale college football player. Better not be on the cover of the new college football game, or I won't buy it. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll definitely, yeah, buy, I'll definitely it buy it. I'll just make a new cover. Um, but, yeah. Notre Dame comes out, handles business, and they, they blitz them. Um, and just to remind you, Notre Dame jumped up to um, 15 after that, six spots after that win. So they're at number 15. Put, could they slide in? I don't know. That's a big win for them. They needed it, but I doubt they slide in. Not with two losses. Uh, they're going to re- regret that Louisville loss for And then Louisville ended while. up losing this weekend Yeah. Uh, to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So that looked even worse on both teams, Notre Dame and. Yeah, I saw that one quote. I don't know if you saw it. Apparently, Caleb Williams is looking for part ownership of whatever team that drafts him. <clears throat> Slow your roll, bro. Yeah, bro <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to be getting that anytime soon after uh, this past week's performance. Um, I like him. I would definitely take him you know, right now, next week, starting – or at least playing for the Titans, but uh, your luster of being a generational quarterback Gone. kind of slipping away. Uh, you may not be, you know, you're probably not the best draft prospect since Andrew Luck or anything like that. Uh, still probably the best quarterback prospect in this class, which is still saying a lot. There's a lot of great, really good quarterbacks, but uh, you may not be him. No, he's he's not. He wants part ownership. 
if I had a theater, I'd give you part ownership so you can go watch film about how, how bad he played. Because three interceptions in the first half is horrific. Milrow hasn't even done that. Knock on wood, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, not this not this uh, year, I don't think. I know he threw two in Texas um, game. but We'll see Saturday. I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. And then lastly, UCLA versus Oregon State. Thoughts on that game? Uh, I got to watch a little bit of that game. Of course, big beaver guy. UCLA defense didn't show up quite as much as I thought they would in this one. Uh, DJ did end up with two touchdowns. Carson Steele dominated on the ground, as he always does, uh, over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, I want to say this, and this really doesn't have to do a whole lot with breaking down the game, but I like what Chip Kelly's doing. Um, Chip Kelly has decided, I want to take – one of the highly touted quarterbacks uh, from the previous draft or recruiting class, and we're just gonna throw them out there. We're gonna take some lumps. We're gonna take a couple losses. Already got two, four and two so far this year. But he's gonna learn, and next year we're gonna be some serious bad hombres. Um, I like I say all that because I'm starting to get to the point where I wish Heupel would have done that because uh, I. I I'm afraid we're going to be getting to the point next year where uh, we got this guy. He's supposed to be so great. Still might be so great in practice and all, but he's not getting the game. I heard reps. a rumor that he may touch the field this weekend. But I, we'll, we'll save yeah. that for later. <clears throat> that could be a rumor. Yeah. Um, not sure how you But, hey, Beaver's up. Looked good. I think we had the turnover chainsaw make an appearance this weekend. So, always fun to see. Oh, no, for sure. Some other key games, obviously top four teams win pretty big. Headline for Georgia is Brock Bowers out yeah. with ankle surgery, what, four to six weeks? Yeah, four to six weeks. I feel like probably going to be four weeks. I feel like they're going to do everything they can to get him back for our game, whether he's 100% healthy or 80%. Do they I play think Ole Miss with them. Yes. They play us the next last week of the regular season. Hmm. That'd be interesting to keep an eye on. I, th- I still think y'all can beat them with Brock Bowers, but offense is going to have to step up. But I don't know. Isn't that the same injury two ahead, and they mm-hmm. rushed him back, and he ended up getting hurt again? Mm-hmm. Risky. Yeah, it is risky. I'm hoping he's still out if we can make this championship. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I hate to see it for him though. I, I, yeah. You know, we're big Bowers guys. I feel like. Yeah. Especially going into the year. Yeah. No, I thought he would. Being a Heisman race, I'm shocked mm-hmm. that he hasn't. I mean, he's balled out. Yeah. But I don't know. George has been quiet. He'd been better off. He had a better quarterback or had Stetson again. Oh, no, for sure. For sure. All right, let's jump into week eight. I can't wait no more. Um, Thank you. Yeah, bro. Um, Bodacious ads. <laughs> we will save the big games as usual for last. Um, so we'll start with UCF going to number six, Oklahoma. That's at 11 a.m. Oklahoma's a 19-point favorite. Who you got? Oklahoma, 19-point favorite against UCF. It is warranted. Oklahoma's going to destroy them. Uh, free tip. Oklahoma first quarter spread. Take it. All right. I like it. I like it. It's uh, a wagon. Yeah, no, Oklahoma seems to be rolling. They, who they have after this week? They got... Nobody. nobody. They just got nobody the rest of the schedule. That, that's true. That is true. West Virginia, but <laughs> nobody else. West Virginia lost last week. We didn't cover that, but they lost in a Hail Mary, right? That is right. Houston. 
Yeah, that was that was crazy. Scored with twelve seconds and lost. Okay, anyway, sorry to get off track. Number twenty-two Air Force, undefeated Air Force, uh, going to Navy. Air Force is a ten and a half point favorite at eleven a.m. I'm gonna go with the Air Force. I hear they got nicer bunks, nicer conditions. We're going with the Air Force. Yeah, game of the week. Uh, can't think of any other game I'd rather watch or be at. Go USA, go America, support the troops. Uh, Air Force, ironically, is going to dominate the ground game in this one, and uh, they're going to pull out the victory. I like it. I like it. Take the under. <laughs> um, Mississippi State going to Arkansas, 11 a.m. Arkansas is six-point favorite. I agree. I think Arkansas gets it done. Yeah, the battle of mid – Give me Arkansas Razorbacks get their first SEC win um, of the year. Sheesh, I didn't think we'd be saying that at this point, but yeah, halfway through October. Yeah, uh, Rutgers going to Indiana. Rutgers five five point favorite. I like the Rutgers. Yeah, I think I like Rutgers in this one. They've been pretty reliable so far this year, sitting at five and two, two and two in Big Ten. <laughs> Indiana really just hadn't shown me anything. Um, I couldn't tell you. One player on their team, I don't think. So, yeah, give me Scarlet Knights. All right. Memphis versus UAB. Uh, what's his bowl or what's his game called? It's like Battle for the Ribs or Battle, something like yeah, that. Something they like got that. a trophy that is uh, a rib. Obviously, Memphis, great barbecue town. Birmingham, um, I'm expecting good barbecue town. I can see where it would be uh, a staple in Alabama. Uh Memphis six and a half point favorite. I think I expect there to be a million points scored in this one. Um, I think UAB is going to find a way to do it at home, though. I was about to say I, I can't go against the Alabama blood. I uh, took them last week and they didn't uh, cover for me, but I like them this week. Paint me in Birmingham, UAB. Let's get this W. Um, I don't know if we had Washington State, Oregon on our list. We do not. So no. let's go ahead and hit this one. Washington State going to number nine, Oregon, at 2.30 on ABC. Oregon's a 20-point favorite. I think Oregon bounces back and uh, makes a big statement this week. If this game would have been played, uh, or if Washington State, Arizona would not have been played last week and Washington State was still sitting at 4-1 and one, uh, or something like that, or 5-1, or and one, um, I don't think the spread would be 20 points. Uh-uh. I don't know how Washington State got blown out last week. Maybe there's something I missed. Maybe yes, I missed something with quarterbacks or something like that. But uh, I, I don't see why this should be that big of a spread unless Cam Ward is injured or something. So uh, I think Washington State will find their rhythm again this week. I think Oregon will win probably by two possessions, but keep it in that number. I agree. I agree. Um, South Carolina going to number 20, Missouri. Missouri's seven-point favorite. I'm going with Missouri Tigers to get it done. However, I think it's a close game. I'm expecting a lot of points. I don't think it'll be that close. I think Missouri's going to do that to Kentucky. They'll do that more to South Carolina. Uh, just expecting a lot of points here. Also, Shane Beamer, for his sake, I hope uh, Carolina doesn't do anything to frustrate him any further. Don't need him hobbling both feet. Uh you didn't hear he broke his foot kicking something after the Florida loss. That's bizarre. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. It happens. Um, North Texas going to number 23, Tulane. Tulane's a 20-point favorite. I agree. Tulane. 
Yeah, rolling with the green <clears throat> wave. Golden Gophers of Minnesota going to number 24, Iowa. Iowa's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Hawkeyes at home. Do you like the under sitting at 31-and-a-half? I don't know. It's a disgusting number, but last week, I think, would they end up uh, scoring about 18 points yeah. uh, between them and Wisconsin last week? Uh, I was dominant on defense. They're dominant on special teams. I think that's all they got to do. The only way I see, I think it goes over 31.5 is if there's uh, a miracle pick six or punt return or some kind of offensive score. Uh, but, yeah, give me Iowa Hawkeyes. All right. Um, jumping down, 230 Oklahoma State going to West Virginia. West Virginia is a three-and-a-half point favorite. I'm going to go with the Mountaineers to bounce back. Yeah, Oklahoma State's rolling. They had two wins in a row, but they're both at home. Give me West Virginia to win this after heartbreaking loss last week uh, on the road at Houston. Uh, number eight, Texas, going to Houston. Speaking of Houston, uh, at 3 o'clock on Fox, Texas, 23.5 point favorite. Yeah, I think Texas is going to just steamroll them. Uh, I have no expectations for Houston. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'm going with the Longhorns um, by a long shot. Uh, Virginia, number 10, North Carolina. Um, disgust me to say that, but that's at 5.30 on CW Network. Um, North Carolina's a 23.5 point favorite. And I'm going to go with North Carolina just because Virginia's an awful football team. Yeah, we uh, go against Virginia on this podcast, and I'm not going to stray from that. Um, North Carolina's been rolling offensively for the past couple weeks, and Adding Tez Walker only helps that. Uh, give me North Carolina. And they still don't play anybody for another three weeks, and then they'll play Duke. They have Georgia Tech, which Georgia Tech put up a game we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Campbell, then Duke, then Clemson, then NC State. So they could possibly go undefeated. Maybe. Or could lose two out of the last three. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right, um, number 13, Ole Miss, going to Auburn. 6 o'clock p.m., six-and-a-half-point favorite Ole Miss is. But it gets hectic in Jordan Hare. Um, I think Hugh Freeze is going to want to win this game, coaching against his old former school. However, I think Kiffin has them ready. I think they come in there, and I think they get the W. Something's making me want to take Auburn in this one. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just getting the points at home. Maybe it's the revenge factor for Hugh, uh, but something's telling me to take Auburn in this one. Um, couldn't tell you any good reason why. Uh, I, I think just the way Ole Miss has played close with uh, teams like Arkansas, uh, Tulane, and the like, uh, I think Auburn is going to have a little bit of confidence in their sales. Maybe not off coming off the LSU, but seeing what they did uh, at home against Georgia. Yeah, maybe you can replicate some of that magic again and do it against Ole Miss. You know, I like it. I, I could definitely see it. Jordan Hare gets crazy. Um, Hugh Freeze is always dialing up something. Um, jumping down, TCU, Kansas State, 6 o'clock. Kansas State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas State. Me too. I'm just – seems like I just can't stop going against TCU so far this year. Uh, so why not – Keep that train rolling. All right. Um, 
number two Michigan going to Michigan State. Michigan is a twenty-four point favorite. That's at six thirty. I'm gonna go with Michigan. Michigan State's is terrible this year, and especially with all the stuff going on with the coaching. Yeah, I don't think it's a game. Yeah, none of that's helped Michigan State. Zero and three in the Big Ten, gonna be zero and four. Uh, Michigan's gonna get their eighth win on the year. Uh, JJ McCarthy, he is uh, drastically improved from earlier this year. Was it he had those three picks in one game? Hadn't thrown one since. So I probably jinxed him, but give me the Wolverine. All right, uh, Army going to number nineteen LSU six thirty. LSU's a 31-point favorite. I think they cover. I can see them cover, but also I can see them giving up a couple scores to Army uh, just because their defense is that bad. Anyways, um, I do expect it to be low-scoring game with Army eating up as much clock as possible. You know, we've seen <clears throat> LSU lose these type of games before at home. Saw them lose to Troy at home. Uh, give your homeboys a shout-out. But yeah. uh, I don't think they're going to lose this one. Uh, even though, you know, I'm sure LSU respects the troops, uh, give me LSU to win. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, real quick, Arizona State going to number five, Washington, nine thirty. Washington's a twenty six and a half point favorite. I think the Huskies get it done easy. Yeah, I don't. I think you know they're going to be coming off a high, but I don't think it'll be too high of a mountaintop for them to win this game. Arizona State hasn't done what I thought they might be capable of. Part of that might be the you know bowl ban weighing down on them and just not being able to figure out a quarterback. Uh, I think Washington takes care of them. All right, and then number twenty-five UCLA going to Stanford. UCLA is a seventeen-point favorite, and I think UCLA gets it done. Yeah, similar to the Washington State Oregon line. <laughs> uh, I wonder if the line would have been bigger if Stanford didn't beat uh, Colorado last week. Uh, I think UCLA is going to slow them down, shut them down. I feel like the under is probably the best play in that game. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Colorado must be off this week. I didn't see them on the schedule. Yeah, I must think be they're off. Week. All right, let's jump into the bigger games, uh, starting at 11. Uh, we talked about sleeper games at home at 11. Maybe this is one. Number seven, Penn State going to number three, Ohio State. That's on Fox. Um, Ohio State's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Big noon kickoff. I am going to go with the Nittany Lions. I know a lot of people are like, what? I'm not – it's no shock. I, I can't stand Ohio State. Not high on them. But they have not looked good all year, in my opinion. Uh, they haven't played nobody, and they still haven't looked good. It's different when you're overrated and killing people like Michigan. But when you're overrated and you're hanging in games with teams that shouldn't even be in the same arena as you. Um, so I'm going to go with Penn State to pull the upset off. And I'm looking forward to every second of that game. Uh, yeah, I've been saying this since preseason. I want to see, ideally, uh, the round robin go full circle. Both teams have one loss. Uh, I feel like most realistic way of that is going to be all the teams going to win at home. Uh, so I think Ohio State does win this one at home. Um, I just... I feel like of Ryan Day and uh, James Franklin, I feel like I'd rather have Ryan Day coach my team. Uh, As cringy as he is, I think I'd rather have him. Uh, I trust him a little bit more in this one than I do um, 
James Franklin, James Franklin's track record in these games versus Ohio State and Michigan the past you know, three, four seasons just hadn't been all that impressive. Um, so I, I think I'm just going to take Ohio State at home. I think I'll take them to cover. Last year we saw Ohio State, Penn State play, of course, in Happy Valley. And it was a game for a little while, but Ohio State just had that next gear that they were able to kick into, and they ran away with the game. They had, like, either two or three defensive stops for scores in a row, uh, and it just, you know, flipped the game on its head. Not going to necessarily predict that to happen, but when you got a young quarterback like Penn State does, those kind of things are – um, possible uh, and sometimes able to happen during the game. So, uh, give me the Buckeyes. All right. Um, let's skip, obviously, the Bama Tennessee one. We'll do that one last. Let's jump down to number 16, Duke, going to number four, Florida State. That's on ABC. Florida State's a 14.5 point favorite. <clears throat> I do believe Riley Leonard is not back, right? He's still. I don't believe so. Still out, so. However, I think Duke hangs in this game, even without him. I think they put up a fight. I would love to see him pull it off. I think they'll be more trickery. They'll they'll be going more aggressive. But I think Florida State does get it done. <clears throat> so I think uh, last week the quarterback Riley Leonard replacement only completed like four passes. Going to have to step it up just a little bit if they're going to want to win this game. Uh, like you, I do think. Duke sticks around in this one. And I think they do that based off their defense. Uh, I think they can have a game similar to what they did in their first game at home against Clemson uh, in this matchup with Florida State. However, with it being on the road, um, those kind of things worry me. It's not going to shock me one bit if Duke makes this a one-possession game uh, and Florida State has the ball you know, with – three, four, five minutes left in the game, uh, and they got to go down the field to win. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Uh, but I'm afraid that Florida State is going to be capable enough on defense to slow down what is left of Duke's offense to uh, take care of this game and get the win. Um, hate that for Duke. Really wish Riley Leonard would have been around for this game. It would have made it a little bit more interesting, but um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to watch that one. Um, jump down to number 14, Utah, going to number 18, USC. USC is a seven-point favorite. Um, I'm not sure how to feel. My gut says go USC to get, get back after last year, but my heart's saying Utah. So I'm going to roll with the Utes. I think they have their number. I really do. And after that performance last week, I think Williams is going to be shaky coming out. Um, so, yeah, give me the Utes. Maybe this will be a curse if I agree with you, but Utah has USC's number. They beat them, I don't know how many times in a row. I know they beat them twice last year. I know they beat them the year before that. Uh, I expect that trend to continue. Uh, I think they'll take care of them despite it being at USC, and Utah's going to come home with the win sitting at 6-1, and one, and USC's going to be 6-2. and two. And that'll be USC's... Playoff dreams out the window right there. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it'll be their Pac-12 dreams too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Heisman's gone too, I believe, at that point. Definitely. 
Um, real quick before we hit the uh, obviously biggest game of the week, in our opinion, um, Clemson Miami. This is an unranked one, but this is a big one that we both picked to highlight. Four and two for both teams could be six and zero oh for both teams easily. Um, we definitely could be five and one. Uh, at least five and one for Miami. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, for Miami. Clemson, too, cause, I mean, they could have that field goal against Florida State. Yeah, so Clemson's a three-point favorite in this on the road. And I'm going to have to agree, I think Clemson gets it done. I think they I think they beat Miami by 10. I really think they beat them by 10 or more. I think Miami got a little overrated for beating Texas A&M. Texas A&M's not a bad team, but they're not a top, top 15 team. Uh... I think Clemson's a legit team. I think they ran into a buzzsaw against Duke in their opening game. I think they ran up against a playoff contender in Florida State in that second loss. I think Clemson, you know, if they didn't have to play Duke in the regular season or if they played Duke at home, I think they'd still be in playoff contention right now. Uh, But they're not. Um, I think the biggest thing is – uh, the biggest story from this game is going to be the loser and their fan base. Uh, whoever ends up being four and three at the end of this one, it's just going to be toxic, toxic city. Uh, whether it's you know Clemson and their bandwagon fan base, as Dabo's uh, calling them, uh, saying that maybe it's okay to lose a couple games, let the bandwagon people fall off, or whether it's Miami and Crystal Ball's hot seat. Uh, turns up to the max. Uh, I, I hate to see. I, I hate to be in a Twitter space of the fan base of who lose after this one. This, this is going to be a little crazy. A little crazy that's going to be on ACC Network, anyways. Yeah, it is pretty wild because that's a big game. Even though they're unranked, that's a big game. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time. It's time to talk about Cigar Weekend, Tennessee, number 17, Tennessee, coming to. Number 11, Alabama and Tuscaloosa at 2.30 on CBS. Third weekend in October. Third weekend in October, it's uh, 2.30 p.m. I'm excited. I'm glad we can finally put last year's behind us. Uh, we can never. Yeah. It's always in our heart. <laughs> I mean, even like even leaving Henderson and all the guys that are Tennessee fans, can't even go to my girlfriend or fiancé's house now, sorry. Fiancé's house without... Her family rubbing it in. Made me cookies and everything, but all had a, U, a big UT on it. <laughs> all right. I don't know how you want to do it. Uh, let's, I'll break, or one of us break it down, the other break it down, and then we get score predictions. All right. I'll just break it down really quick. I'm, I'm sure okay. you're going to go more in depth with yours. I'm going to go in depth too, but yeah. just. Um, for Alabama to win this game, you need you need the offense, first off, to produce. And be consistent. We need that means we need Tommy Reese to be called on the right play calls. We need to establish the run game, um, and also have Milro start off with some some simple dump passes to get him going because the deep ball is there. Um, with Milro, any any team we play, he can hit the he can hit the deep ball. We've seen that. Doesn't matter who we're playing against. He hit it against Texas. He hit, I mean he can throw the deep ball. The question is, can he throw the intermediate passes? Um, so building his confidence is going to be key. Um, our offensive line is going to be key. I know y'all have a good, uh, what's I can't remember what y'all's sack rush is, but y'all have produced. Y'all's D-line is, 
I saw the stat on it today, and it's worrisome. You mean like the rank or the yeah name? The, the rank? Uh, best in the SEC. Would we'll say that I want to say like top thirteen in the country, something like that. I, I can't remember the stat, but yeah, pretty solid. And with our O line being shaky, that's worrisome for Bama fans. However, if the right play calls are are executed, we should be fine. Um, so on offense, establish the run game, O line stand up, be physical, and then get me going early. Um, defensive wise, you know, you know Tennessee's strengths: um, running the ball. They like to run the ball, and then Milton has got a cannon, and he's gonna sling it. They're gonna test us. Feel like they're gonna go high tempo or try to go high tempo and test us early. Um, so Arnold and McKinstry, be ready for that. Um, however, I think our defense is pretty solid as well. I think we can hold up. However, we've seen in the past where we give up explosive plays, we need to limit those. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really see how it's gonna unfold because I've seen good Bama, I've seen bad Bama this year. We have potential. To win this game easily, uh, just like y'all have potential to win the game. It's just who who's going to show up. But I think the crowd's going to be rocking in, in T-Town. I think the players want this one back. And so I think we're going to be motivated and locked in. So I think we'll see a great Alabama performance. Can we limit the penalties, So is the question. And can the offensive line stand up? So that's my breakdown of Alabama. I'll let you break down Tennessee, then we can go into predictions on what's actually going to happen. I don't want to disrespect you too much, especially being in your own house and oh, all. That's but, right. That's right. Um, I think these two teams are almost identical. Defensive, both look stout. Now, quality of players, I'll give it to you. Y'all's a little bit better than ours uh, for the most part, I'd say. Uh, you know, pick and choose a couple players on Tennessee's defense, I might take. Um, offensively, you know, both teams' identity probably starts with the run, and quarterbacks kind of struggle. They can both hit deep balls occasionally, but uh, shorter stuff, accuracy issues, and for us at least, wide receiver dropping the ball, stuff like that. Both teams pretty bad uh, disciplinary-wise. Both teams bad with uh, too many penalties during the game. Um, the way I see this game uh, shaking out in order for Tennessee to win, I, I feel like we're going to have to play your style of game, uh, go into your house and just play, be a boa constrictor on defense. Uh, I, I think the best way for Tennessee to do anything uh, to slow down Alabama is going to be Similar to what they did against A&M. They're going to have to have pressure on Milrow on at least half of his throws, if not more. Give him as little time as possible because if he has enough time to make the deep balls, he's going to convert at least you know two, three, four of them, and that might be enough to set up you know points for uh, touchdowns or field goals. If you're getting to them uh, or getting sacks back there, then you're going to be forcing them to punt and giving yourself a chance on offense or, or at least have a, another special teams uh, production as you did against A&M. Um, when you look at Tennessee's offense, uh, last week we had success when nobody else thought we would have a chance to run the ball against A&M. They were giving up 
80-something yards a game. We rushed for 232. Um, I would have confidence running the ball for something similar again against Alabama. However, I am also smart enough to realize uh, Saban's a little bit smarter than uh, Jimbo, or as someone called him today, Dumbo. Uh, so I, I think, you know, if I'm Saban, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, put eight in the box, one safety deep, and then probably put man on everyone else. Uh, force us to throw, make the short passes. And I, honestly, I'm probably going to expect Tennessee to do the same on defense against y'all, except we might send a little bit more uh, package blitz against you. Um, Milton seems like majority of his throws this year have been a lot of screen and short passes anyways. So uh, if we're spreading them out, spreading out Bama's defense that way, uh, still going to give us a chance to run the ball uh, as long as the box isn't too stacked. So I, uh, I do have a little bit of optimism. The line right now is Bama minus nine. I think this is going to be a one-possession game. Uh, I just think that's how it's going to end up. The only thing that's going to make me hesitant of that as of right now is that this is going to be a road game in the SEC. So far for Josh Heupel, at least in the last four major road games, they haven't gone our way. Played very undisciplined uh, football at Florida, at Georgia last year. Uh, played bad at South Carolina last year. Your last good, I guess, showing was probably against either, uh, probably against Missouri on the road in Hypo's first year, Kentucky, Hypo's first year. And then, I mean, even when we played Alabama in his first year, we put up points. Uh, that wasn't the issue then. That was more so defense. Uh, but I, I feel like the crowd two years ago won't be the crowd that's there this Saturday. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I would think Alabama's looking – for this game for the revenge just like Tennessee was against South Carolina earlier this year uh, not to say that this is the game you want to win more than anyone else on the schedule but this is the one where if you're going to be showing up you're going to be showing up getting uh, well drinked up and uh, being yeah, well hydrated well lubricated and uh, ready to yell for four quarters and that's what I expect I, I think that's going to affect Tennessee negatively um, and we're just going to have to see how the game goes from there only thing I'm going to hope and pray for is that uh, Jermaine Burton does not show up in this game I, I don't want to see him be successful they got to play him man I, I don't know why they, some some games they are iffy on him really? uh, yeah like last game he, he only got a few touches um, or snaps I mean he played a good chunk of the game but like I don't know why he's not in there every but when he was in there against Texas A&M, you saw him light him up. So, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. We've seen him go one week, take a little week off, then go another week. So, maybe maybe he's got a nagging injury. What do you think about Milrow's hamstring injury? Do I you... think – I think uh... – Because, you know, I, I didn't think – I didn't think much of it until I heard people start to evaluating, like, past couple weeks. He hadn't, hadn't been running around. That and then going out of the pocket, stuff like that, which against A&M makes sense. Great defense. Uh, but against Arkansas, that's not that good of a defense. So uh, do, you, do you feel like there's actually some truth there? And 
that's been holding them back, or do you feel like it's just been that's how the game's gone? I feel like a little bit of both. I feel like I mean, he he may have did tweet it a little bit, nothing crazy, but I think the way the game's went, I mean, he's he's thrown some deep balls. He hasn't really had. I mean, he could move, mm-hmm. but he's starting to throw it away instead of take sacks. I think maybe Nick or Tommy had told him. Don't run unless you have to, or look for all your options because he's starting to check down, which mm-hmm. he wasn't doing earlier in the season when he was tucking it and running. Um, and also maybe Nick told him we ain't got no other quarterbacks, <laughs> so so don't be running around like a like a heathen and get take hits that you don't need to take. That one against Texas A&M was rough. That was a sack though, where he got his blindside hit. And I'm surprised he got up for that one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wish injury on anybody, but <laughs> I would love to see. One of your other quarterbacks come out in this. <laughs> I hope not, dude. I hope not. Um, score predictions. I guess I can start. Um, I think it's a close game. I do think the crowd's going to play a factor. Like you said, I think everybody's been look- Alabama side. Alabama's been marking this weekend. It's the weekend for a bye week. We're sending every- sending the whole house out. Um, I see us putting up plus thirty, thirty five is what I'm thinking. And I think we hold y'all to maybe twenty four, maybe even twenty one. So what I'm what I'm hoping is we hold y'all under twenty, but I don't see that happening. Um, what I really see happening is probably like a thirty five twenty eight, like a one score game, unless we have some turnovers on defense. And I can see like thirty five twenty one. Um, thirty five. Most of it will probably come in the. Third quarter, I feel like we're going to come out and play sloppy at first. It'll probably be like 17, 14 at half. And then we'll, we'll hit a switch in the second half, like we usually we usually do after Nick Saban choosing one. I still think it's a close game. The score don't sound close. But I think, you know, there's always games like that where the score looks a lot further than it really was. But I think it's a close game. I think Alabama does get it done being at home. I think we paid the refs a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I do think we fit some calls. I'm going to say that. Um, but I think Mural looks good, and I think we're motivated, and our crowd comes out and shows out. And then, not trying to throw shade, but y'all didn't look great at Florida when y'all mm-hmm. played on the road. Y'all had some costly penalties. Um, and if it plays like that, I think that we could use those as an advantage to force some punts when y'all could have got down the field or, or vice versa. You could have got off the field and I think we extend drives by that. But I think it is a close game. I'm nervous about it. I really wish I could just watch that game full consent. Like, but as you know, I'm a big Volkanovski guy. He's fighting this week. That's not what the podcast is about. But I'm nervous in all general for this weekend. But I am going to be watching this game super heavy. But once that fight starts, I'll switch over to that for, for however long that lasts. But anyway, thoughts, predictions, breakdown. 14 years ago, little Husky Cook, 11 years old. I don't know what grade that would have been. Uh, uh, six, so grade. Lane Kiffin takes volunteers down to Tuscaloosa, and we see uh, old classic third Saturday in October game. Bunch of field goals, maybe one touchdown the whole game. Uh, and... Tennessee lines up, take the lead for the win against Alabama, take down their number one rivals who 
Saban was starting to get things rolling down there. And kicker lined up for the kick. Mount Cody. This obese man for Crimson Tide. Uh, you know, cheats somehow, Dude. blocks kick. And little Husky Cook's dreams were crushed that day. On the vice versa, I'll let you finish your thought. We were watching that game at Nanny Pablo's house. And this when they lived in Troy. It was about a 30-minute drive from our house. We left before the kick. Turned on the radio. And listened to it on the radio. That was one of the hypest moments. I know it's not for you, but that was like hypest moments of my life. Anyway, continue your thought. Last week, Hypel won his first game ever as a coach, scoring under 30 points. Hadn't happened ever before. Um, I don't see us getting 30 points. Not at all. Um, I think our team total over-under is like set at 19 and a half. I think that's going to be a struggle. I don't know if I'd lean one way or the other. Um, I think both teams' defense are going to show up in this one. I think um, Rodney Garner, our D-line coach, he's got the boys ready for this one. Uh, James Pierce Jr., if you are not aware who he is now, I expect you to after the end of this game. I definitely expect Milrow to at the end of this game and get familiar with number 27. I foresee Tennessee going out there. Um, and I don't know if it'll be the last play of the game or not, but I see the balls going out there. Send the kicker 35 yards out. Down, we'll say 13, 14. Send the kicker, and the balls get revenge. Give me Tennessee this weekend. 16-14. All right. All right. I like it. I don't like it, but uh, <laughs> I accept it. I can't I can't bet against my team either. Um, I am excited for the game. Probably one of the best rivalries, so I hope they do keep it. I mentioned earlier that they're looking possibly going 1-7. in seven, so you- Yeah, doing the one uh, permanent, but rotating the next seven SEC teams. So we'd play every other year, but... It's not the same. No, we need that rivalry. I like it, uh, especially now that I'm marrying into a Tennessee family. It gives me some some friendly batter, um, banter, sorry, um, to go about. Anyway, any last thoughts on this game before you want to move to the two-minute drill so we can be cordial again? Uh, <clears throat> does the winner okay. does the winner of this make playoffs? Do you think a winner will make playoffs? I mean, because y'all can make the playoffs without going to the SEC Championship, if we're being real. Y'all, y'all could have done that the year before. I don't think we can with two losses, though. But who are you going to lose to? I mean, if you lose to Georgia. I don't think y'all are losing. I mean, so if, you beat, yeah. if you beat us, I don't see y'all losing another game. Yeah, we'd have to win out, but yeah. Would that put y'all in the SEC Championship? Mm-mm. Well, yeah, that, would, that would put us in the SEC. Yeah. Because we'd have tiebreaker with Georgia. Especially if Georgia lost to Ole Miss, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, everything's at stake in this game. So, oh, yeah. I know, I know it doesn't seem like it right now. Mm-hmm. What is it, 5-1 and one for both teams? Or 6-1, and 5-1? and one? I can't remember what it yeah. is. Y'all um, are 6-1, and 5-1. and one. Um, So, there's lots at stake. Only thing for certain is loser is definitely out. Oh, no, for sure. Loser is definitely out. Unless 
some. Hey, I can, no, I don't can, say. I can see it. <laughs> like, if Alabama out. loses, and we go end up to win the SEC championship over the number one team, Georgia. I don't know how you take us out if there's chaos. Yeah, add it to be. But I'm hoping that we don't go down chaos. that route. We yeah. went down that route last year and did not get in. Um. So yeah, that's my thoughts on that. I'm excited. Lots at stake. I will text you for the Volk fight. I will not text you about the Tennessee-Alabama game, no matter the result. But I will text you for your, your guy, Paula Costa. I mean, Hamza. He's, he was fighting Paula Costa. Paula Costa pulled out fighting Newsman. But I will text you for the fights, and I will be cordial with you no matter what. Loser by cigars? Yeah, loser by cigars. All right. Shake on it right now. Shake on it. All right. Um, good man. Uh, all right, let's move to the two-minute drill if you got nothing left to say. Let's go. Um, this two-minute drill, we're going to do one pretender and one contender. One pro-tender and one contender. Um, I'll let you start, and you can pick who you want to start with. Uh, let's do pretenders first. Um, so I know you got a real spicy one, so I will let you hold on to that. Uh, my pretender already has one loss, and this week I'm predicting them to get their second one. Uh, so that's why we're going to officially put them in the pretender category and eliminate them from the playoffs. That is the Trojans of Southern Cal. Um, even if they win this week, they still got Oregon, Washington, I believe Oregon State still left on the schedule. I can pull it up. Um, I don't foresee. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't see uh, USC running the table against Utah. Washington at home, at Oregon, and UCLA at home. Um, if they do, then, you know, slap me in the mouth. They're a pretender, or they're a contender at that point, but um, I, I don't foresee that with this team. Uh, they have played way too many games uh, very close, especially three in a row against at Colorado, Arizona, and then losing Notre Dame this past week. Uh, I just don't think they got it. And I know that makes Oklahoma fans very happy uh, that Riley, or yeah, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, who was uh, once their heroes, are now uh, rotting away in Los Angeles. I'd agree. Uh, that's not my pick, but I did pick them to lose last week. Um, my pretender is Ohio State. I, they know they got a big game this week. They're going to either prove me right or they're going to make me look stupid. But I'm going to say that Penn State beats Ohio State this weekend and shows that they are a fraud and that they're not the best team in the Big Ten. My contender, I guess I'll go first on this one. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Alabama. A lot of people have been counting us out. They've been saying we're done since we lost to Texas. And it's been a long four weeks or five weeks, however long it's been. Listen to that chirp. And, well, finally... If we go out here and we handle business, like I hope we handle business this weekend, go into our bye week, they're still going to talk crap. Uh, well, they're not good, they're, but what can you say? After we beat Tennessee, the only left, the only schedule game, well, the only game left on the schedule that is threatening, super threatening, is LSU at home and then Auburn on the road. But we handle LSU at home, then people are going to start talking about, well, maybe this team can make playoffs. So I think with a win this week, a big win this week, not win by much, but I classify this as a big win. Tennessee's a solid team, top 25 team, um, dangerous team. Would be a big win for us. And if we look halfway decent in it, not pulling an Arkansas game, 
mm-hmm. then I think we'll be known as a contender after this week. Who's your contender? My contender, they're not in a big matchup this week, and they don't have another big matchup left on the schedule. They're just undefeated. It's the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, looking at their schedule, you remember how we gave uh, Georgia so much crap about their schedule at the beginning of the year? Oklahoma's going to end the year only playing one ranked team all year in Texas Longhorns. Their non-conference schedule rivals that of Georgia and Michigan. Uh, it would consist of Arkansas State, SMU, and Tulsa. I get playing some of the regionality uh, factor of those three teams, but yeah, I know you're supposed to play Georgia this year too, but come on, man. Uh, fix that by next year. Um, Oklahoma. Yeah, they're reaping the benefits of uh, sticking with a coach who uh, many people thought wouldn't make it through year two uh, at Oklahoma uh, with Brent Venables. Um, Again, just looking at their schedule, maybe Kansas gets ranked again, but they go there, they go to Oklahoma State, they get West Virginia at home. I think they're going to run the table pretty easy. They have been dominating teams. They – win the first quarter and then they just kind of coast from there on outside of that Texas game uh, that Texas rematch in the championship is going to be a very very fun game and that is where uh, the two contenders of the Big 12 will meet up for a spot in the playoff I like it I like it that's a that's a good pick uh, if they can get past the Big 12 championship, obviously. Mm-hmm. They could even slide in without it, depending on how much chaos. But mm-hmm. I like it. Lots to look forward to this week. Lots of questions will be answered this week. Contenders will be bounced this week. Or future hopeful contenders will be bounced this week. Um, one of our teams will be eliminated this week. Yeah, Sad, sad to see. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. This is one of the best rivalries in college football in my opinion I know it's not a huge like the Iron Bowl but Alabama Tennessee is one of the rivalries that I enjoy every year and I'll be looking forward to uh, either smelling cigar smoke from living in Tennessee or puffing on it myself with me and my roommate Hayden uh, hopefully we can puff on some cigars um, any last thoughts before we call it an episode go balls go balls and Dixieland <laughs> Delight will be played this weekend no matter what oh yeah no matter so, what alright We'll see you all next episode.